I want us to, to go to Daniel chapter 3, uh, because I just, I just want to share some thoughts from this. I think there's a, there's a word here for us. And in Daniel chapter 3, we see God's people are in Babylon. Jerusalem has been seized. Israel has been defeated by the Babylonians. And so God's people have been literally transported and taken to Babylon where they are in exile. And Babylon was the, the greatest superpower in the then known world. And the king of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, erects a huge gold statue. And this is simply architectural bling to demonstrate his wealth and his power and his status. It's like a, some kind of selfie on steroids. And it's impressive, but it's also a mistake because it is an image to be worshipped. And so what the king does is gather the celebrities and all the important people and they have this great unveiling and it's stated that you will bow down and worship this idol of King Nebuchadnezzar. And if you fail to worship, then there's a punishment. You will be thrown into the fiery furnace. And this is no idle threat, because that's the kind of thing the Babylonians did. And everyone's okay with that. Everyone says, okay, we'll bow down, we'll worship. Apart from three, three guys called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let everyone say, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, has anyone watched the Veggie Tales? Anyway, that kid's thing. So they nicknamed them Rat, Shack, and Benny. So we'll go with that. I think that'll be easier, won't it? Rack, Shack, and Benny. They refused to bow down. The king is furious. And so he, he asked them to defend themselves. But they have drawn the line. They have decided that there's no way they are going to compromise their faith and bow down and worship this image. And that's what they say to the king. And so they're brave, they're bold, they're faithful. And the king says to them, if you don't, I will throw you into the fiery furnace. And so they reply to him and they say, we will not bow down. But our God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we will see this through. What incredible faith. Rather than compromise, they will worship. Rather than compromise, they get thrown, they face the furnace. Now we would love this story to go that the king says, Okay, I see your faith, I see your integrity, I see that you will not compromise and I, I, I love that kind of faith. So I'll give you a free pass. That's not how the story goes. And this is what happens in verse 19. It says the king was furious and he ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. We will not worship this image and he cranks up the flames seven times hotter. Here's the thing. Sometimes when we're obedient, 
when we need to do the right thing, when we need to make a stand for truth, when we want to progress to that next level in our faith, when we want to see that breakthrough, when we step out into a new role in ministry, the challenge might get greater. Sometimes we need to face the heat. One Christian commentator says, new level, new devil. We step up and sometimes the flames get hotter. And so it's off to the furnace for Rack, Shack and Benny. But that is not the end of the story. Because the king and the onlookers are expecting to hear the screams of three men. Instead what they see is not three men but four. One who is like the son of the gods. This is very exciting. Because here is the miraculous God at work. And we can pick up the story in verse 26. Nebuchadnezzar said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come here. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the royal advisors crowded around them. And they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses turned into piles of rubble for no other gods can save in this way. They walk out of the fiery furnace untouched. Where does their deliverance come? In the fire. They're not saved from it, they're saved in it. And in the fire, the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ comes to them. Jesus walks through the flames quite literally with them. When humanly speaking, they were toast. If they had compromised, they never would have had this level of fellowship with Jesus. They make their stand, they're obedient, and they experience a level of fellowship with Jesus that is almost unique in the entire Old Testament. And I sense for you guys at Hope Sittingbourne, just as we have been praying in the lead up to being with you, that God's saying there's new ground to be taken. There's a new season. The word I had yesterday was Isaiah 43, which says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not yet perceive it? Way in the desert, streams in the wasteland, And I encourage you with that. But stepping into that might mean that you might have to face the challenge. That there might be some heat. And maybe you're thinking, oh great, who invited this balding Irish guy? That's not very encouraging. I didn't want to hear that bit. I like like the bit of new things, but challenge. But guys, Every one of you here, you are the church. It's not just the core team, all of us. And God has no plan B, by the way. His church is the vehicle in which he will be glorified 
on planet Earth. People, ordinary people like me and you. That's how he works. Few, it didn't seem that long ago, did it? That we used to have weather. Now the media likes to sensationalise everything. Now we just don't have bad weather, we have storms. And we don't have to have storms, they get names. Storm Arwen. And we see that, don't we? But I wonder if, wouldn't it be funny if the storms of life, the challenges we face, we named them? How's it going, Gordon? Oh, I'm having a real mic at the moment. It's going really bad. But I wonder if the storms of life that we face, whether we kind of do name them, we kind of label them, we kind of stop there, that, that becomes the defining thing. That becomes what, what life gravitates around and we think if I can just get past that, then it'll be okay. If I can just get past that, then I'll serve. Then I'll step up. Then, then I'll start sharing my faith. And maybe for you here today, you've been praying for that breakthrough, but the challenge is still there. Maybe the problem doesn't seem to be going away. Maybe you're praying for that healing, but you're not seeing it yet. Maybe you're, you're, there's a temptation that you're just wrestling with and, it, and it's still very much real. Maybe there's a relational problem and it's just, it's still there. Maybe there's opposition to your faith and where you work or where you do life. Maybe you're, you, you step up to serve or get involved and actually life seems to get harder and maybe you're saying, God, well, what's happening? Where, am I on the wrong track? Where, where are you? Why? Why am I going through this? And I want to say this. Jesus wants you to see his deliverance. But sometimes the deliverance is not from the fire. It's in the fire. Because it's in the fire that we come up higher. What if the place of heat is exactly where Jesus needs us? Because he wants us like Rakshak and Benny, to face the fire, not to destroy us, but to refine us. Because it's in the challenge, it's in the trial, it's in the opposition that we experience the divine favour of Jesus. Our fellowship of Jesus goes beyond where it ever has before. As I mentioned, this has been quite a year for us. And we've just had to dig in and say, don't know what you're, you're doing, God, but, but we're going to trust you. We're, we're going to trust you for that venue. We're going to we're trust that somehow you're working your purposes out. For me personally, a couple of years ago, I had some health issues. And there were very real symptoms. And the doctors were doing tests, all kinds of tests, probes, put in places where we shouldn't have probes. And nothing was becoming apparent. They just couldn't find anything wrong. But the reality was that I was in pain and I was struggling and I was wrestling. But I sensed God say, I am the Lord that heals you. But where is it God? But what I realized that for me, God was stretching me and testing me and I had to get on with leading, had to get on with what he called me to do. But I had to stand on his word and believe him, even though I didn't see it yet. And what happened? That just gradually, in that, a healing came. That's what God did. 
But for me, that was my challenge. In 1 Peter 1, Peter talks about the refining of our faith like gold. And you see, the thing about gold, for you to wear the nice rings and watches and all the fancy jewellery you have, gold has to be heated to over a thousand degrees centigrade. And what that process does is draw out the impurities. And what we're left with is a purer, stronger gold. When, when life gets tough, when the challenge comes, where do we go? We throw ourselves deeper into Jesus. And it's there that we learn to trust him more fully. You see, the place of heat draws out the weaknesses, the impurities in our faith. And what happens? Our faith grows. It's refined. What we're left with is a purer, stronger faith like gold, which is of none more value. You see, it's in the fire that we come up higher. So back in Babylon, back in Daniel, what are the people talking about that night? How cool this great, magnificent statue was? No. Those guys were thrown into the furnace. And they walked out. Their God is the all-powerful one. The chapter starts with a decree from the king that all will worship this idol. It finishes with a decree with the king of Babylon saying that all will worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And bear in mind, Babylon, in relative terms, is the greatest superpower the world has ever seen on its stage. The fiery trial was not in vain. It's God who got the glory. Amen. What looked like challenge turned to victory. And for Rack, Shack and Benny, their faithfulness took them to the furnace, to the place of death. But it was a foretaste of a greater faithfulness. It was a foretaste of Jesus. Because that's where this always goes. This is who we see, Jesus. Who faced the place of death for us. Who took our sin. Who took our separation from a God of love. So that we can share in his life. And if you are here today and you don't know his life giving, changing, radical, transforming life. Then you can. You can be saved. Because he is only a prayer away. And if you don't know how to take that step, there are plenty of people here who will help you pray that through. You see, we've been given the very life of Jesus. We've been given his spirit. And he doesn't ask us to do what he doesn't empower us to do. So whatever you are facing, Whatever that storm is, whatever your challenge is, whatever your thing is, whether you've named it or not, maybe you've named it Gordon. Yeah. Oh, I'm having a real Gordon at the moment. You can overcome because he overcame. He works the same faithfulness in you. He empowers you for the job. Your place of heat is not for nothing. Sometimes deliverance is not from the fire, it's in the fire. 
Because there's no fiery furnace in the world can destroy the people of God. Because Jesus has promised to meet us there. That in that challenge, in that place, to literally walk with us through it. And it's there that our faith grows. It's there that we experience his divine favour like never before. Because in the fire, we come up higher. And so I leave that with you. And there's a challenge for us. There's also an encouragement. Whatever you are facing, I want you to see it in its right perspective. I want you to see it that actually, this is where I can grow. This is where Jesus wants to meet with me. Not just help me through it. But he wants me to experience his favour like never before. There's a challenge here. Because for you guys as a church. You have an incredible opportunity. To walk into the next season. The new ground. The new things that God wants to do. But it involves all of us. And maybe God's challenging you. And maybe you don't even know what that looks like. But maybe you need to just ask God, what's my gift? Where are you calling me? How do I serve? What do I do? And maybe it's just a matter of saying, actually, I'm going to put a stake in the ground. I'm going to speak to Gordon and Natalie. I'm going to say, I'm in. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm standing with you. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's your challenge today. But I want to encourage you. Because it's in the fire that we come up higher. Or maybe you're here and you're just like, you know what, I I get it, that sounds great, but but I'm not quite there. I I just, I need need Jesus' help in this. Of course he wants to help you. Because he's the God of all compassion. He's the God of all grace. He never not helps us if we ask. And so maybe this morning it's just appropriate for you to say to someone, will you stand with me? Will you pray with me? Because actually I'm not seeing Jesus yet in this and I want to see him. So there's some challenges. There's some ways that that we can respond this morning and I'm going to hand back to Gordon. Gordon, thank you. Thank you. You guys are going to come on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.